Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, POVs and YNs. Sounds fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Madrid? Manhattan. Oh, why are you better at my own thing than me? <laughs> I don't know. It's really it's upsetting. Cause it's because I'm so good and talented and cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, do we have housekeeping? We have housekeeping. We've got a housekeeping. Uh, Comic-Con happened. I, it technically it happened... happened the last episode too, but it hadn't happened to us yet. True. But it happened and it was very good. We got mm-hmm. to meet some lovely people. Mm-hmm. Shock to no one, Ace Dad is a lovely person and was so nice to us. What a delight. What a delightful human. Um, and we also got to meet Kiara Valdez, who was also a delight. And we got a to delight. meet uh, our girl Michelle from Geeks Out in the flesh. So. True. Lots it was of, very lots wild. Of exciting things. We've never done an in-person thing before or gotten to like meet the people we know from the internet. So it was very fun. Yeah. I think that's it. Is there anything else? I can't think of anything. Okay. Ace Week sure is coming up and Oh heck. Don't really have any plans for it. So <laughs> But do we ever? No. If anyone has any ideas <laughs> I really think that we need to stop doing holidays because we're so bad at big th- occasions. You know what I mean? We're yeah. so bad at it. Just need to quit. <laughs> Delightful. Okay, Kayla, what are we talking about this week? This week, uh, I think this came out of another episode. I can't remember what episode. Yeah, I don't remember what we were talking it, about. It, but it doesn't matter. Somewhere. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But this week we are talking about the concept of like POV videos and YN fan fiction, which we should probably define first for the people who do not know. Yeah, I think that's step one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So POV videos, well, they're not always videos. Sometimes it's just like a a a co- like a imagine this. Yes, I I guess I was thinking of it. From the video standpoint. But yeah. that's at least the angle that I'll be coming from it. Mm-hmm. To it from. Anyway, it's kind of like an offshoot of fan fiction, I think. Where a lot of times the videos are like POV. Um, what's a good example? I don't know. Like POV. I take you to my favorite bookstore. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just basically like the you as the camera are a person. And then the person making the video is, like, another person. So it kind of, it looks as though, I guess, you are, like, going around with this person. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, like, expanded on that. Like, it, I think a lot of people call, like, just little acting things, like, acting videos, yeah. POVs. Like, oh, POV, like, my soulmate's name appeared on my wrist or whatever. And like, yeah. it's basically anything where the camera is the person and you are kind of, like, 
put into this scene with someone. Yeah, it's like it's like second person where the yes. camera is you. Yes, which is an offshoot of a lot of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a video format of a lot of fan fiction, especially YN fan fiction. Right. So Y slash N stands for your name. And there's a lot of that it's like self-insert fan fiction right so so the main character in the fic is yn and you're supposed to pretend that that's you although it's funny because a lot of times they'll give like weirdly specific physical characteristics and it's like of well, yn and it's like, well, like well that's clearly just what the author looks like yeah. or yes. wants to look like or something um but yeah, it's it's a self-insert sort of situation. People do it with fictional characters. People do it with real people, which I think is a slightly different situation. Yeah. Um, well, we are like, I think like third ever episode or something was about fan fiction, just mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. And I do think we talked about that. Or no, that was a different yeah. episode of shipping real people. That was a whole it separate episode. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. But like we've, I what I'm meaning to say is that like we've talked about these topics before. I think this is yeah. just like a different manifestation of it. Right. And so we're I guess we're just going to come at these from a from an aspect perspective because they're they're weird and interesting from any perspective, I think. Uh but especially so when you're looking at it through the ace ace spec lens so well i think what i remember from whatever episode we talked about it originally what i found interesting was just how often they have to do with like romance especially Mm -hmm. not so much sex i guess yeah um but how would you do that with sex i you wouldn't i mean tiktok would take down your video i'm sure well well, yeah (laughs) um i'm sure there's a less category of porn for that i don't know there's Uh, a category for everything um But a lot of the ones that come across my For You page especially are, for me, it's usually, like, young women who are making, like, POVs about, like, soulmate scenarios. Like, and a lot Mm -hmm. of them, I think, are, like, classic fan fiction tropes that are, like, in no way new or, like, specific to, like, TikTok or video formats Mm -hmm. of, like, POV, like, your soulmate's name shows up on your wrist and you have to find them or, like... You have to answer questions, and for every question you get right, you get, like, a letter of your soulmate's name, or, like... like the when you meet your soulmate for the first time, like, previously the world was in black and white, and now it's in color. Like, yes. that, that whole Or, thing. like, there's one that I was seeing a lot a while ago that was, like, girls can't talk until they, like, get kissed oh by their God. soulmate. Kind of like what a little mermaid situation. Yeah, I don't know. I hate that. Um, but I just, I just think it's so interesting, especially that this... It seems to be particularly popular with like young people. Mm-hmm. It's just such an interesting way. I feel like of it's just kind of like watching young people try to like figure things out. You know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like I am on the outside watching people who are like just becoming of age to like date and like have those kind of feelings and everything. And it kind of like feels like they are trying to like work through this and like learn these tropes or learn Mm -hmm. these like models of dating that society teaches us like these scripts 
And it's kind of like they are like working through that in real time, which I just think is really interesting. It's almost like we're watching a physical manifestation of a daydream. Does that make sense? Like if you're like daydreaming about a relationship, like it's just people making it concrete and making Mm -hmm. it content. Yes. Well, okay. So I was looking this up earlier and I found an article about this one particular boy on TikTok who does Mm -hmm. like boyfriend POVs. Like he's always Mm -hmm. pretending to be your boyfriend. Like POV, I just got my license. I'm on my way to pick you up from like drive you to the beach. And he's like in the driver's seat. The camera's in the passenger seat. So like you Mm -hmm. are the girlfriend and he's Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And it's an interest. So the kid is Harvey Petito is the one that I mean, and it's this kid is not the only one doing it, especially like on the straight side of TikTok. There mm-hmm. are a lot of cringy POVs for a oh, while. Yeah. It was guys like pretending to get arrested and then they would like look at the camera like it was supposed to be like their girlfriend or whatever. It's like, oh, it's okay, baby, whatever. Like the straight side of TikTok especially has a lot of cringy versions Scares of this. Or, oh, there was one really bad one where... It was like the guy in the driver's seat of a car and the camera, like you were supposed to be like his girl best friend or whatever. And you're like, oh, can you like drive me to my boyfriend's house? And he very cringily is like, oh, you simp and does like the weird lick lipping thing that Mm. like it's or lip lick it, whatever the weird thing that weird people do. It's supposed to be sexy. Yeah. And then he like goes to like playfully push her and he flinches and he's like, oh, is she? Is he hitting you like what? And he gets like Superman. It's like, oh my God, it's so cringy. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Anyway, this kid, I don't know this kid. He might not be cringy, but I'm assuming he's on the straight side of TikTok because I haven't seen him. Anyway, so what's interesting to me is that the majority of his audience are teenage girls. 90% of this kid's audience are teenage girls. Um, and. He said, like, at this point, almost every time, like, a girl between 13 and 15 sees me out in public, she knows me from TikTok. Hmm. Um, and the article, so the article's on, like, uh, Australia's version of ABC, I think. It's called... How, how old is this kid? He's 16, okay. at least at the time, in 2020, at the time mm-hmm. that this was written. So it's called, on TikTok, point of view or POV videos, see social media stars pretending to be your kid's boyfriend, if you want to find this article. Um, It's really interesting because his mom sometimes, like, helps him (laughs) film. And it's like, oh, I think it's popular because, like, he's so handsome. (laughs) Which I just, if I were this kid's mom, I feel like I'd be incredibly uncomfortable helping him film these. Um, I guess if it's just, like, innocent, like... Yeah. Well, and you were going to the mall together, you know? Right. And he does say somewhere in this article that he tries to keep his stuff as clean as possible because he knows his audience is young. Like, he doesn't swear a ton. Mm -hmm. He doesn't make it, he doesn't try, at least he's saying, to make it overtly sexual or anything. Yeah. Um, But the article kind of talks about, like, videos like this have been incredibly popular for people, you know, not just, like, men doing it, but, like, women doing it and everything. Um, And that it, the article is kind of talking about how it places them kind of in like the long line of like teenage heartthrobs or like boy band. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess this Professor Catherine Driscoll has called it the non-threatening boy. Um, Mm. This kind of, like, idea of, like, a boy band situation. Um, And it says, but TikTok offers a closeness boy band fans rarely have. Viewers can comment directly on the clips of the app's content makers, and they can even reply. So it's, I get you know, makes Mm -hmm. them closer, I guess. Yeah. Um, And it... Kind of like what you were saying with his daydream, this professor said, a bit of fantasy life is healthy. It's about treading that fine line between when it does take over your real life and relationships. Um, on social media, it's a bit different because you can have this illusion of direct contact. Direct contact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then the it also goes on to talk about like kind of more non-romantic things like acting like i was talking about i guess there's mm-hmm. this girl that's really popular that does a lot of like horror ones and at mm, one point they were so convincing that people literally thought her parents murdered people because it was like pov my parents murdered someone and i have to like hide the body or something and like oh people thought it was real i've i've definitely seen some like acting ones or like yeah. where it's like like you read the blue lines mm-hmm. and then they have their other lines and then you're like it's like an acting thing i've seen those yeah that's also very, like, there's a couple people I follow that are, like, genuine actors that do a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And they're typically, like, a bit older than, like, 16. But right. it's interesting to me, because they do talk about, like, this girl that does acting and stuff that is more acting-based, not so much mm-hmm. romance-based. But, like, when I was looking this up, it seemed like most of it was just kind of around this kind of romance thing like that seems Mm -hmm. to be what like these articles and what people are most interested in um which doesn't surprise me but i think it's pretty telling yeah for for me as an arrow ace person i find all of that stuff so cringy like regardless of what it is like, like I know that you were talking about like stuff being extra cringy. To me, it's like I mean, sure, some of yeah. it might be more cringy than others, but to me, it's like my brain can't really wrap my head around it. There was years and years ago, uh, the BTS were forced to do <laughs> um, a thing that was like sort of like that, and they hate it now and they don't ever want to look at it again but the, the vi- those videos exist and i literally can't i can't watch that like i like ev- every time they have ever come anywhere near me i have had to be like i'm leaving i can't do this it makes me so uncomfortable yeah well, I, I don't think it's, i don't know what it is but i think it's especially uncomfortable with like real people too yeah that's 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 definitely very true because then it's like because to me i don't know like the povs that are more acting based like i find quite entertaining at times Mm -hmm. like those i don't have an issue with the like dating ones i don't often come across on my Mm -hmm. for you page at least um which i guess makes sense because my for you page is quite gay (laughs) um and i just don't see gay people like there's a lot of parodies that people do which is very funny but i don't see a lot of queer people genuinely (laughs) um making these types of videos but i don't know i just yeah maybe it is like a a younger person thing Mm. like maybe i would have been i don't know it's just hard to wrap my mind around like having that kind of relationship with someone on social media you know what i mean yeah it's like 
it's like taking parasocial relationship to like an entirely different level. Yeah. Where it's Which like I guess- the person is intentionally Yeah. Parasocial. Like social media wasn't parasocial. quite there yet when we were that age, I guess. Or right. I guess fan fiction was, but I wasn't like super yeah. into fan fiction at like thirteen. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to imagine the appeal mm-hmm. without like knocking it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be like, right. oh, these like teenagers are stupid for liking this. Because like I said, I do find it interesting. And I do think it's like a healthy way of like working a lot of stuff out mm-hmm. and like figuring things out. But Yeah. Part of me is like, how much of this do I not understand because I'm not a teenager? And how much of this do I not understand because I'm Arrow Ace? And how much of it do I not understand because of a combination of the two in that I was an Arrow Ace teenager, you know? Yeah. I have to imagine it's a mix of both. Yeah. Because, like, I don't... I hate when people knock on, like, the things that young people like Mm -hmm. by, like, saying, like... Like, I mean, even with, like, boy bands, you know? Like, oh, that's just Mm -hmm. a teenage girl thing. Like, it's not legitimate music or whatever like i don't mm-hmm. like when people say that about things that young people like because i don't think it's fair no um so i don't want to do that but i do like i mean yeah. I, I, you know it's it is a very like young person specific thing you know i don't mm-hmm. see a lot of older people engaging with this kind of content right and i think i mean <sighs> a lot of my issues with uh like YN self-insert fan fiction is that oftentimes it's with real people and that makes me uncomfortable. I've 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 said this before on the pod um how I I just like don't feel comfortable with like real people fiction. I've yeah. I've gotten to the point where I'm actually I'm I'm okay with it if it's like a complete alternate universe where it's basically like you're 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 creating these characters that are based off of familiar figures but they're not meant to be those people i've i've come to terms with that 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 i've i'm like okay i i get it but like if it's like actual self-insert like i'm really uncomfortable with that but this is like you like the creator gave you permission to do this like it's it's not yeah. like there's a weird consent issue here um so like i don't think morally there's anything wrong with it it just still i i don't i don't quite get it i don't get it <laughs> yeah i just also think about like like this kid in this article didn't seem to be like too bothered by it mm-hmm. but i just have to imagine like what an interesting life that this kid must lead because mm-hmm. when these like young women see him in public and they're like, Oh my God, you're from TikTok," mm-hmm. I mean, you know what content they're watching of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's the same thing with people that like put out a ton of thirst traps, like, mm-hmm. or even people that do like, um, what's it called? Only fans or something like, yeah, for me, I would be incredibly uncomfortable with that because I would be like, I know what you've seen me do. And that embarrasses me because of who I yeah. am. Yeah. Not that it's like shameful or anything right. or that uh, people, all people have that embarrassment, but it just must be so interesting to be like, you know what the content those people are engaging with. And you, to some extent know, like what kind of parasocial relationship 
you've built with them. Mm-hmm. It must. I, I just feel like it must be very hard to like wrap the mind around. To to the kids at home uh, who might not know, parasocial relationships like refer or what to you have with us. Yes. No, that is that's accurate. No, it's uh, okay. A parasocial interaction recur- refers to a type of psychological relationship experienced by an audience in their mediated encounters with performers in the mass media, particularly on television and online platforms. Uh, viewers or listeners come to consider these media personalities as friends, despite having no or limited interactions with them. So, like, the the relationship that you, as our listener, might have with us is a parasocial relationship. Unless you know us in real life. Yeah. In which case, <laughs> this isn't about you. It's just a social relationship. <laughs> but yeah, it's... And, it, it, like, as someone who has a very small amount of people who have mm-hmm. a parasocial relationship with me. Like mm-hmm. I, on a very, very small scale, understand how kind of like bizarre that can feel sometimes or like yeah. slightly dysphoric, I guess. Yeah. And then to think about someone on a huge scale with millions of parasocial relationships of a very like romantic nature mm-hmm. with people that are quite a bit younger than you. Yeah. I just feel like that would be... A, like a kind of weird thing to reckon with as the person on the other side of those parasocial relationships. Yeah. Unless you just like don't think about it. Which yeah. I feel like is what most people that are in that kind of position do is they probably just don't think about it very often because if you think about it too much you would probably get weirded out. But yeah. This is this is actually really interesting because literally yesterday I, I was watching this YouTube video of, you know, those videos where it's like uh, Jubilee does them. But this it, it, this isn't Jubilee, but it's like a similar concept where it's like odd one out where it's like mm-hmm. we have eight fans of this person and one fake fan and they have to figure out who the fake fan yeah. is. They, they did one of those for the K-pop idol Key from Shiny. Um, and there were five people. Four of them were, like, actual fans, and the fifth was him, and they were in, like, a chat room, so they didn't know it was him, and... Weird. And it was it was so interesting watching him interact with them, like, trying to be one of them, because like there were things that he that they said at certain times that he just like I mean he he has a very good attitude about it all and he just found it very funny but like it was just so interesting like watching him interface with the things that stands say to each other when they mm-hmm. don't think they're in the presence of the person who they stand you know what i mean yeah um and then at the end, they were all actually all there in person. And then at the end, they, like, you know, <laughs> revealed whatever. And all of them were like, holy fuck, what the shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> and and the, 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 the me in me was like, guys, stop freaking out. He's a human person. Like, don't, don't treat him like he's some sort of god. Um, <laughs> but, but also, like... I it was it was just super interesting to to watch him react to those interactions and then also after they realized it was him some of them were like why did I say that what did what did I do um yeah. but but I think it's just it's a really it's 
I don't know where I was going with this. It's relevant, but I forgot where I was going. It is relevant. Well, what's interesting to me about what you said is like how awkward it is watching them like not treat him like a human Mm -hmm. person. Because I think that's the weird thing, too, is like these anyone with like enough of like a following or celebrity does Mm -hmm. slowly become in the eyes of the audience less a human and more Mm -hmm. an object or Mm -hmm. just like a means of entertainment which i do think is probably why there is such a comfort level with like fan fiction involving real celebrities or Mm -hmm. like things like this like this kid doing povs you kind of forget that he's a real person you're just like oh he's he does these it's the it's the person from the video but it's not you don't think about what they're eating for breakfast or Mm -hmm. like what they're doing during their day and stuff and so it it makes it a lot easier i think to kind of like objectify i suppose and makes things like povs and yns more believable i guess because in your mind they aren't like in your mind harry styles isn't a real person he's the Mm -hmm. little singing man that goes on tour (laughs) but you don't think Mm -hmm. about like what his actual day-to-day is yeah well and I think specifically in this instance with Key, you know, he he debuted 13 years ago. So like he he's he's been doing this. He he's been an idol, he's been a K idol, he's been in this world. And so like when the girl next to him just like screamed and ran away, like he just laughed. Like <laughs> like like yeah. he's u- he's used to that. But um but I don't know. I th- I I I wonder I wonder how this kind of stuff impacts how we act with not famous people or, like, not these types of people. Because, like, I don't know. I'm the kind of person where, like, if I – because I, you know, I exist in stan culture. I I get it. Like, I I really do get it where it's, like, if it's this person that you're a big fan of that you have a parasocial relationship with. A lot lot of times on, like, stan Twitter, people will joke about, like, oh, my God, they need to stop looking at me so parasocially, Um, which is very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, like, I get it. But there's also another part of me that's, like, like, you have to act as normal as possible with, if you're actually in there in person with them and like to me like that's that's priority is like not treating them like a god or not treating them like something totally different and i wonder if i don't really know i don't know it just it just makes me think about like the, the, these these kids who might be watching these pov videos or you know reading yn fix or whatever like do they have the same obviously they're not a monolith but like do they have the same perspective of me where it's like you know don't freak out in front of them like just be just have a normal interaction with them or does the fact that they watch those videos impact the way that they interact with people does that make sense it does well i think it's especially interesting like thinking about people that are famous because of social media or because they are more quote-unquote normal like Mm -hmm. even like this article said like these tiktok stars are much more attainable because you can comment on their stuff and they'll comment Mm -hmm. back like they're just like you that's kind of the whole appeal of like a social media star is that they are they are just like you and so it makes me wonder 
it, in theory, it would make people more chill. But in practice, mm. I know it doesn't because we've all right. seen videos of like VidCon and people like yeah. swarming David Dobrik or whatever. But like, yeah. so in practice, we know that that it doesn't actually work, but you think that it would because the whole point mm-hmm. of these people is that they are you. They're just like better. Yeah. I, I think it I think it maybe almost just makes it worse because like we feel like we know them so closely and intimately because of this interaction we have with them on social media. Um but we recognize that it's a parasocial relationship and so we don't necessarily expect to ever have that actual interaction. So if we get that interaction, I think people's brains just shut down. <laughs> yeah. I mean Something that I've seen, like, social media people talk about before. I've seen, um, like, Sarah Shower, who was, like, a, mm-hmm. a Vine personality and now does, like, TikTok and stuff. Is that I've what seen, she is? I follow her on Twitter, but I have no idea where she came from. They were... I'm trying to remember what their, like, main Vine was. But, yeah, they were on Vine. Oh. Um, and now they're on TikTok and stuff. But... They were kind of, like, they recently went through a breakup, I think, and we're talking about how people will just, like, say anything to them because they Mm -hmm. think that they know them. And Mm -hmm. so, like, a couple, like, some girls, like, added them to, like, an Instagram group chat and then were just, like, shit-talking their ex as if they, like, knew them. Um, Hmm. And it makes it very, it's a very bizarre thing about parasocial relationships is this person who's never met you because they like watch you or listen to you so often and do know a lot about your life, or at least the public parts. They mm-hmm. feel like they know you really well and they could like say anything because, oh, we're friends. Mm-hmm. I listen to you all the time. Yeah. And so it makes those interactions, if you do meet in person, I think like even mm-hmm. weirder because this person is like, oh, well, we're best friends so I can scream right. at you and it's fine. Well, and it's also like, it's easy to forget that in these like parasocial relationships like what they give to you that makes you feel like you're their friend is filtered like Uh like you're not getting raw unfiltered this is what you get if you spend 24 hours with them you know what i mean and yeah i i i think people often forget that they are like they're giving you the best version of themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) or even if they're being honest about not giving you the best version of themselves like that's that's the exception rather than the rule you know what i mean yeah and they're still choosing and they're still choosing to share that with you you. yeah yeah i do think like all of this is just i think it's interesting to think about like how it reflects back on how people are interacting with each other in, like, normal life. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, if, like, kids are kind of unknowingly using these POVs to kind of, like, learn dating tropes or dating scripts, they're, they're learning, oh, this is what a boyfriend is supposed to do and look like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, it I think can in many ways be harmful if the people making those POVs are putting out like not you know healthy content or like a Mm -hmm. not healthy trope of dating or if it isn't diverse like i said like queer people aren't typically making these so then you're kind of Mm -hmm. only getting like the straight view um and so it's just kind of a way of like reinforcing 
the social scripts that we already have for these scenarios in a lot of mm -hmm. cases i'm not saying everyone that's making these videos is doing that i'm sure there's some lovely people doing ones that are like more diverse and everything mm -hmm. um but in on the whole i think that's that could be a problem with it i mean they are on a very very basic level the romanticization of certain things like that's that's what they're meant to be right <laughs> Um, yeah. And and sometimes romanticizing certain types of interactions or certain uh, ways of being, I don't know, uh, are it can be quite problematic. And so if those are being reinforced through these things that are like they're obviously romanticizations, but th they they don't ask that you're like ah uh, yes this is obviously a romanticization they they ask that you buy into it like that's the that's that's the whole shtick here and so yeah. like if you are buying into it um that's fine because that's literally <laughs> what the point is but like you know it's 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 helpful to be aware of like the world around you as you're doing that and when you're a teenager who is like oh i really like these pov videos that's not necessarily what your brain is 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 thinking of right and i think like because social media and everything like this has grown so quickly like there isn't a lot of like media literacy that's taught mm -hmm. to teens or adults and so it's kind of like anyone watching these videos might not have like that critical eye to think mm -hmm. like Oh, maybe this, like, isn't the best, or maybe it's putting forth, like, a weird kind of message. You know, some people might just, like, naturally have that, and it's not that they are better or anything. It's just that, like, this isn't something that is widely taught of, like, how to look at media critically and think about what it's telling you or the messages it's putting out. And so, mm -hmm. you know, if you're someone who has never dated before, you're just, like, just kind of coming to the age or just kind of like coming to the time in your life where that's something you're exploring. And this is the only, you know, this is a huge part of the representation you see like, oh, it's watching, you know, whatever TV shows you're watching and watching this person on TikTok and oh, this is how relationships much must work. Mm -hmm. If you're not, if the people that you're watching aren't setting a good example, then you might have a pretty skewed view of like how relationships are supposed to look. That especially makes me think of like the whole like bad boy trope. I don't I don't think the bad boy trope is inherently a bad thing. Um but I I do think that you know, there's a difference between someone being like, "Oh, haha, I'm a bad boy." and like I don't know, actual toxic relationships and like actual abuse and like like I don't I don't think that we should stop necessarily showing the whole bad boy thing because it's like well it could lead to unhealthy like like that's not fucking my call but like i think you know when when the line gets blurred it it can get difficult to be like okay well what's just for fun and what's just harmless and then at what point does it become dangerous and and no one knows the answer to that i don't know the answer to that yeah it's i mean i think it's the same with any type of like media representation of mm -hmm. if this is the only see thing you're seeing put out into the world mm -hmm. then why would you think anything different like when we grow up 
a huge part of like how we think relationships work is like watching our parents or watching Mm -hmm. close family members. And then as Mm -hmm. you get older, you know, you get more and more examples and you see more and more ways that people interact and that like, you know, relationships are formed, but it's not something we're formally taught. You know, Mm -hmm. no one's typically sitting you down and saying like, here's exactly how a relationship is going to go of any kind. Or, so, or if they do, it's a very idealized. It's like sure. a man should take care of a woman. Oh, fuck off. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of like people are left with like things like sex education or even like how friendships are supposed to healthily look or romantic relationships. You're kind of left to just kind of like watch and learn. And so, I mean, it can, like any other representation, when it's wrong, it's wrong and it can be mm-hmm. harmful. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. The thing I keep coming back to on, like, the whole bad boy whatever is, like, I don't I don't have an issue with the concept of, like, oh, haha, this, I'm attracted to this person who gets into trouble. But, like, if that is all you're seeing, as you said, and if, and if you are only seeing certain tropes because that's what's popular among the, the POV community online, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult. It's complicated. Yeah, I mean, that gets into things of, like, if we're, like, romanticizing abuse or, like, you know, romanticizing certain aspects of relationships that people come to see as normal, not knowing that it might not be because it's all they see and they don't realize Mm -hmm. that, like, in the real world, it might not be that way all the time or it shouldn't be then. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I've I've always, I mean, I've just always been uncomfortable with the whole POVYN thing. Like, even, like, back in the day, like, when, like, YouTubers I watched were like, haha, we're gonna do a video where we read fan fiction about ourselves. I could never watch those videos. Yeah. Like, I, like, it, like, it could be someone who I watched every single one of their videos immediately, and if they released a video like that, I would not touch it with a 10-foot pole, because I was just, I was just so uncomfortable with it, even though they were voluntarily interacting with it, you know, and yeah, often, I I remember, and often like, doing so in, like, a kind of, like, making fun of it sort of way, yeah. but, like, I don't know. I think I remember, like, Jenna and Julian doing a video like that, and it's, like, mm-hmm. some of it was, like, fan fiction that people wrote about them, like, having sex, and it's, like... Yeah. It's so bizarre. Like, these are people you've never met, and they have their own relationship, and you're just kind of, like, inserting yourself into it. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, TLDR, I don't get it. And it's probably mostly because I'm Arrow Ace. But, I mean, some of it I do think is is a, is a bridge too far. But not all of it. And no, so, and I don't want to say it, like I said, I don't want to be saying, like, it's all bad and it's stupid mm-hmm. that people like it. Like, I think, like mm-hmm. anything, it can have positive and negative, yeah. you know, effects because of it. But yeah, it's just, I just a very interesting phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. It's just something that I, I, I will probably never fully wrap my head around just by virtue of, of my being airways. Yeah. Um, but so it is. So it is. Um, do you have anything else to add? Not really. Okay, cool. Kayla, what is our poll for this week? Uh, maybe, like, do you like watching or reading POV slash YN content? Mm-hmm. Or even just, like, 
Do you get it? Because <laughs> I don't get it. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of our listeners are going to be like, no, I have no interest in this. Maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe we'll be surprised. True. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um. Yeah, it's very interesting. And like, if you if you do like it, like, tell us why. Like, I like I I we're very open minded, curious about uh the the whole concept. Um. If if you're writing self insert fan fiction about a real person, uh, I I have uh qu- I have questions. And I don't think you're going to like them. Uh (laughs) Yay, all right. Um, But, you know. Uh, Okay. Uh, Kayla, what's your beef and your juice this week? Uh, My beef is I keep having headaches. And Mm. that's not fun. doesn't feel good. Wish that would stop. My juice is i don't know i got a treadmill and so i've been walking while i work (laughs) because Mm -hmm. i have a standing desk and then i have a little treadmill that goes under it and i'm just a little hamster yep and it's kind of weird to get used to it's kind of odd but i think it's good yeah that is good um my beef is that i have felt like garbage for coming on a week now, uh, I have felt like I have been hit by a truck every day. I wake up in the morning at like 6.30 or 7. like P. Diddy. Feeling like P. Diddy if P. Diddy had been hit by a truck. Um, and then I have to take ibuprofen before I can fall asleep again. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I've been hit by it. I'm getting repeatedly hit by a truck, so that's been Fun. bad. Um, my juice is my sister got me a blanket that is shaped like and looks like a tortilla. Oh, those are so good. Um, also, my roommate got me a BT21 Shuki stamp. Um Kyla told me about her experience in the K-pop store where she was trying to remember who my BTS bias was and oh, she yes. could and she couldn't remember so she texted Kayla but Kayla and didn't know so then so then Poto. Kayla had to text Poto and Poto had to, apparently Kyla also texted my mom um but she took too long to yes, answer Yes but your mom did not answer <laughs> And I was just so amused by this turn of events I just um, couldn't remember and I didn't want to guess wrong but I have a little tiny Shuki stamp, and I can stamp everything. I'm going to stamp something right now. Oh, yeah, it's been stamped. Um, <laughs> you still don't have your gift from me. But it no. is, it's going to be good when you get it. I already forgot what it was, even though you literally told you me. You did not. Give me That's a minute. so funny. Give me a minute. I don't have to remember it. I think it's very funny that you forgot. <laughs> well, it'll just be exciting all over again. I mean, I remember that you told me. Oh, I remember. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I I do remember now. Um, yeah, that's 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 that. Uh, 
You can tell us about your beef, your juice, your parasocial relationship you have with us on our social media at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Patreon if you want to give us your money. Uh, we won't say no. Uh, Patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. Our $5 patrons who we are promoting this week are Emily M., Elizabeth Wheeler, Finasps, Melissa Kaufman, and Byron Resnack. Listen, I just, I like to give Finasps all of the emphasis that they deserve. Yeah, $5 worth of emphasis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are Arknas, who would like to promote Trevor Project, Benjamin Abara, who would like to promote Tabletop Games, and Anonymous, who would like to promote Spooky Halloween. Um, our other $10 patrons are Maya Genie, Cass, Doug Rice, HVLD, Barefoot Backpacker, The Steve, R.E.K., Maddie, Derek and Carissa, Kadir, Potato, Changeling on Max, David J., The Stubby Tech, Simona Simon, Rosie Costello, Hector Murillo, J., and David Nurse. Our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, Nathaniel J. White Designs.com, my mom Julie, who would like to promote free mom hugs, and the fact that she uh, slept in her bed in her bedroom last night, all the way upstairs. She did Pretty it! exciting. <laughs> um, Sarah Jones, who is at Eternal Lolly Everywhere, Martin Giselle, who would like to promote his podcast, everyone especially no one is, Layla, who would like to promote Love is Love, also playing the Arrow People, Shrubbery, who would like to promote Planet Earth, Sharonda J. Brown, Maggie Capello, who would like to promote their dogs, Minnie, Leia, and Loki, Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast, Click for Caroline, who would like to promote, uh, Dear Luke, Love Me, and Dragonfly, who would like to promote, um, the the gin random pull photo card that I got from the album that I bought at the K-pop store in New York, which is now my most prized possession. Our $20 patrons are Sarah T, who would like to promote long walks outside, and Hum Hum of Spades, who would like to promote getting enough vitamin D, and also the fact that it has cooled down in LA, and um, I mean, I, I, I don't think it'll last, but boy, howdy, is it delightful. Must be nice. <laughs> Well, oh, my other my other beef is that I'm banned from leaving my apartment for all day today because they're uh, re-asphalting the road. Were you gonna <laughs> go somewhere? Oh, no, but we don't have access to our garage. Mm-hmm. So, like, if well, I, I hope wanted you don't have an emergency. to, I couldn't. <laughs> today, um, I, my juice is that Dean's, someone at Dean's work was like, hey, I have two random tickets to, like, this, like, silent auction gala thing if anyone wants to go and get like free food and drinks and dress up and we were like i guess so later today we're just going to like this rich person event and are just gonna take their food and walk around okay so thanks for listening tune in next sunday for more of us in your ears and until then take good care of your cows